Luke chapter 4, verse 17, the Bible says, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, verse 20, and he gave it again to the minister, sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened upon him. In verse 21, Jesus said this, began to say to them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. Amen. So today we're going to endeavor to teach, preach, whatever it ends up coming out as Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Amen. Let's ask the Lord to speak to our hearts this morning. Can we do that? Lord, we love you. My God, I thank you for the privilege we have to be in your presence this morning. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, that we have to glorify and to magnify your holy name. I, I ask today that you would anoint this mind of mine, these lips, that I could say only what you once said this morning. I'm asking that you would lead us and guide us, Lord, deeper into a relationship with you than we've ever known before. Lord, I pray that you would open our ears that we could hear what thus saith the word of the Lord to the church today and that we may receive it with meekness. We thank you for it, God. We praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. You can be seated this morning. <clears throat> praise God. Luke chapter 4, <clears throat> this passage of scripture, we find that Jesus is there at church. What a novel idea, right? Jesus actually went to church. <clears throat> Amen. But Jesus was at church one day, and while he was there, they allowed him to read from the scripture. That day he took the scroll that was given to him and he began to read from the writings of Isaiah. And as he began to read from Isaiah, you can go look this up for yourself at a later time, but in this passage he is referring to a, a, a prophecy, a messianic. Everybody understands what it means when I say messianic. Um, the, a prophecy of the Messiah to come. So a messianic prophecy from a prophet of old. And Jesus stands there in the church house that day, the, the temple, and he begins to read the words of Isaiah. And he read to them that there was going to come a day. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Verse 19 said, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And then after he finished reading, now for a long time I didn't understand this piece, but 
what was well known and what happened typically back then was the rabbi would come, he would take the scroll, he would open the scroll, he would read the passage of scripture. And then he would go and sit in a prominent chair that they had there for the rabbi and he would begin to teach. And he would begin to just talk to the people. And in fact, if you guys remember, if you read in, in uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, I think it's chapter 14 or 15, the Apostle Paul says something about the one that sitteth by. All right, if you, if you get to reading through 1 Corinthians, you'll see the, the Apostle Paul start talking about somebody, the one who sitteth by. That's the one who is in charge, the one that is sitting in the seat of authority in that setting. And so Jesus sat down and he began to teach the people. I would need a taller chair because I can't see everybody's eyes. But he would sit there and he would begin to teach. And the very first thing that he said to them that day, after he sat down, all of their eyes were upon him, kind of like you guys are looking at me right now. And he began to say, this day is the scripture fulfilled. As they're staring at him, wondering what else he's about to say. We don't know what else he taught in the rest of that setting, but he said very definitively. He left zero doubt in their minds that he said, I'm the one fulfilling that prophecy. I'm the one that came to fulfill the prophecy that a Messiah, a Savior, was going to come into this world. No, I'm not going to preach about the, the, the new birth, the, the birth. I will be talking about the new birth in a few minutes. But I'm not here to talk about a Christmas birth. I, I'm, but I, it all fits, right? Jesus came for one purpose, and that was to fulfill the law. He told the people, he said, look, I'm not doing away with the law. I came to fulfill the law. I'm not trying to destroy all these things. The Bible teaches us that the law that they were living by was going to go from tablets of stone and be written upon tab fleshly tablets of the heart. You with me today? And Jesus had to be the one who finalized, how many of you guys, uh, let me ask you this question. When does somebody receive the benefits of a will or a testament? When they die. In order for the, you ready for this? The Old Testament to be complete and the New Testament to begin, Hebrews says, first, the testator or the one that put the wheel together had to die. You with me today? My kids aren't going to get the benefits of the wheel that I don't have yet. I do have other things in place, just not the wheel. 
they're not going to receive the benefits of that until I die. We can't accept, we can't live under the New Testament except the Old Testament be fulfilled. And the prophets told us how that was going to happen. In fact, John chapter 1 opens, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was who? The Word was what? It was God. But verse 14 says, does anybody know? I'm going to pull it up so I don't, I don't butcher the verse. John chapter 1, verse 14. And the word was made, what? Now you all remember, right? And the word was made flesh, and we beheld. What did we behold? Maybe I should have put this on the screen this morning, but you got your Bible. I want you to see this. Yeah. His glory. Who, whose glory? The Word's glory, right? And who is the Word? The Word is God, the one who created all things. You with me this morning? As of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus became the fulfillment of, of the plan that God had, the Bible said, since the beginning of time. You with me this morning? Jesus wasn't, the man Jesus Christ wasn't a second option because, well, guess what? Adam and Eve sinned. No. God didn't predestine them to sin. He gave them free will. Does anybody know what it means to predestine? Yeah, God didn't predetermine that they were going to die, but God already had a plan in place in case man decided to turn their back on him like they did, and they entered into sin. But let me ask you something. I guess maybe this is just because of all the study I've been doing on, on that first sin, but I want you to consider this. <clears throat> What if God had never put that tree in the, in the garden? Right? Yeah. But if God had left all the options off the table that would even get us close to falling into sin, then would we really have free choice? We wouldn't, would we? God allowed good and evil to exist in the world. And he wanted us to make a choice. Do I live a righteous life? Or do I live a selfish life? You can't be selfish and righteous at the same time, folks. It's an impossibility. We need the help of the Holy Ghost. You with me today? I can't live a day without the glory of God in my life. Jesus said, today, the prophecy that Isaiah put forth that there was going to come a Messiah and that he was going to heal the brokenhearted, he was going to, to heal those that were blinded, Jesus said, today, I'm sitting in your midst 
Today, this prophecy is fulfilled completely in your sight. Now there are some things I've got to do. Now there is no difference. God was sitting in their midst. As a man, he took upon himself. Desi, can you imagine that there would be a, just an, another individual, just, just like Brother Tuffy sitting across the aisle from you, and all of a sudden, you think he's just another guy. Now, one of the things, I chose Brother Tuffy for this because I know he's got thick skin. But the Bible said that Jesus wasn't good, he wasn't a good-looking fella. That's what it said. And I'm not saying Brother Tuffy's not a good-looking fella. I heard, I heard one, uh, I don't remember who it was, some, some uh, popular person said this, said, uh, my mom always told me there's no good, no, no beautiful fella. All of y'all are ugly. So I, I take comfort in that. But they said, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't comely, which doesn't mean he was super ugly. It just means he wasn't desirable for people to just draw to him. But something within him drew people to him on a regular basis. You don't believe me? How many times did the Bible say a multitude followed him, right? Because there was something in him that's different than all these other people. You know, after he finished in this passage of Scripture, they tried to throw him off a cliff. They tried to destroy him. You know what happened? It wasn't his time yet. And so he walked through the crowd, and he escaped them. Jesus, well, I, man, there's so many rabbits that I could chase this morning. i got to stay on course. But Jesus, just like he was able to escape those that were coming after him and trying to destroy him before his time, God will not allow anything or anybody to destroy you before it, his will. It's his will for you to be fulfilled. Whatever that case may be, whether it's your time to go, I don't look forward to that day because I love being with my family. I do look forward to that day because I don't look forward to the day because I don't want to be with my family. But I do look forward to that day because I know I'm going to see them in eternity. You with me today? But God will always make sure that everything's going to be all right in your life. I, I came across the scripture again, I've, I've seen it many, many times, but I came across the scripture again this past week that, that talks about how that you should not fear what men who destroy the flesh can do to you, but you should fear the one who holds your eternity in his hand. You with me today? I want to love him. And when, that, when, that, when I use the word fear, I mean reverence. You with me today? That word fear in the old, it is an old English term. Today we think of fear. We think of I'm scared. I'm, I'm afraid. That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the fear of that individual. We reverence the Lord. We love him. We, we want to be with him on a regular basis because he is my 
because he loved me so much that he gave himself for me. Today, I've already touched on it a little bit, but today we believe that there is only one God. Jesus wasn't a separate God that came out of, the, out of nowhere and, and just showed up and, 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 and began to do things that only God can do. No, we realize that God said, hey, I have to become flesh like they are. Number one, a spirit does not have flesh and blood. Blood, as we've talked about in the last couple of services, is required for your salvation. According to the scripture, not my ideas, but according to the scripture, blood is required for your salvation. We don't sacrifice bulls and goats. We don't sacrifice uh, uh, doves or anything like that anymore. Why? Because Jesus Christ fulfilled all of those types of sacrifices. One time, he entered into the most holy place, the Bible says, and he shed his blood for all of mankind. The Bible tells us, I believe it is in Isaiah, talks about how that he shed his blood by his stripes we are healed. Because of what Jesus done for us, we not only have access to salvation, but we have access to healing, we have access to deliverance, all through the blood that he shed on Calvary. And I'm thankful for it this morning. Amen. Is anybody with me this morning? Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and 4 tells us, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The Lord our God is one Lord. Isaiah 45 and 5 said, I am the Lord and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee, though thou hast not known me. Regardless if you acknowledge him or not, there is only one God. There is only one God. Amen. There is no one beside him. He is the only one. In the Old Testament, it was God who did many, many great things. He is known throughout the Old Testament in many different ways. But yet, no matter how you look at it, he is still the only God throughout the Scripture. Amen. He told Job, he said, I alone laid out the planets and the universe and the waters of the deep and I alone put life upon this earth and I alone created time. And he began to ask Job, where were you when I created the foundations of the world? Amen. Let me ask you something. Amen. Sometimes we think uh, that we have it all together and we've got it all figured out. Uh, amen. How many times have you found yourself up against a wall and wondering how in the world did I get here? Amen. But then all of a sudden you realize, hey, I have somebody that can help me. Amen. That's above me. Somebody that can pull me out of the muck and the mire that I find myself in. Amen. I saw a, a video of some elk uh, the other day that that had found themselves. It was actually uh, one of the one of the elk had ran out into the street and was standing in front of cars, and it was it was it was it was stopping traffic. And then it would come up to the windows and it would tap the windows with its with its 
with his nose and he would touch the car with his horns and, and people thought it was just try, it was a rogue elk and they thought it was upset about something and, and it really was upset about something and, and so somebody realized they rolled the window down and they reached out and the elk came to them and they began to realize as he, I don't know how many of you guys have dogs, but we have uh, our, our male dog, Caspian, and, and uh, he, he, if he needs something or he wants something, he will come and stare at you, and he will, not, he will not deviate his gaze from off of you. And if you move, he'll take off running. And if you didn't follow him, he's coming back and he's going to stare at you. That's what this elk was doing. It came to that person that it finally engaged with. And it let the person touch it, and then it walked away. And it came back, and it walked away. And that person said, I wonder if this thing's trying to tell me something. And so all of a sudden, all of this is in there in the caption. It's saying all of this stuff as, as it's going. And, and that person pulled over the side of the road, and they followed that elk out into the woods. And as, you, as they had their camera with them, and as they came out into the woods, they came into a, a clearing of a patch of quicksand. And you could see four or five different elk in that herd had gotten stuck in there. And there one of them had been, been sunk all the way under. And all you could see was his massive rack sticking above the, the, the mud there. That elk realized, hey, I, I don't have what it takes to save the herd that's in the quicksand. So I got to go find something or somebody that I seems like it can help the rest of my family come out of that junk. Sometimes, Brother Desi, I, I found myself trying to help everybody myself, but guess what? I don't have all the answers in life to all of the things that go on in your life, much less my life. But one thing I do understand is there's somebody that's more intelligent than I am that's more powerful than I am and that is a lot more rock solid than I am and that is my Father which is in heaven. And one thing I do know is if I get stuck in quicksand, I can't just grab a twig that's above my head and try to pull myself out because that twig eventually is going to give. I've got to find something that's solid, something that, that, that will allow me to anchor onto that I won't continue to sink. But honey, I don't want to stay in the quicksand of life the rest of my life unmoved. Eventually what I want to happen is I want to come out of that stuff. And I want to be able to move on with my life. And I want to allow God to, to, to guide my footsteps everywhere that I go. I haven't, I haven't lost where I'm going this morning. I'm just going there a different direction. But Brother Tuffy, sometimes I've got to put my own ideas aside. And Jesus said today, the scriptures are fulfilled. Can I say it this way? Today the answer has arrived in the house of the lost. And today you can find that thing that is solid. That not only will allow you to not sink any further down into the mire that you may find yourself in or the quicksand that you find yourself in. But he has the power and the ability 
to pull you up out of that. But guess what? He's not just going to pull you out of it. He's going to get you on solid ground. And then he's not going to just put you on solid ground. Guess what? He's going to give you what you need so you can get all that junk cleaned off and make sure that you're all that you need to be. And then he'll show you the right way to get around the sand that you found yourself in before. I need direction. Many of you probably already seen the video. I, I, I'm just using these because I know many of you probably seen them. You've seen that little lamb? There's a big crack in the earth. And that little lamb fell down in the crack. And the shepherd went over and he picked it up, pulled him out, got him back up here on the ground. And that little sheep just decided to hop around. And he jumped to this side of it. And he jumped to that side of it. And he jumped to that side of it. And the next thing you see, he jumped right back in the crack. That's what I'd end up doing. And I think the caption on that thing says, me, me and Jesus, an actual depiction of my life. <laughs> you know, I don't want to always just aimlessly wander through life and end up finding myself in the cracks or the quicksand like the elk. And I want to know the direction that God has for my life. And I want to follow that path because I know where he leads me, everything's going to be all right. You know, one thing that I, I, I've, I've considered before is it may look like he's leading me right back through the middle of that quicksand patch. But he may know something I don't know. He may know where the, the solid path is to get safely through that nasty area. Are you with me today? He created the whole world. Why wouldn't he? You know what's even better? Is my God is eternal. Does anybody really know what that means? Forever. Does forever have a beginning? Does it forever have an ending? So let me ask you something. Don't you think that, well, let me put it this way. In my house, right, I can be sitting in my living room, and if I get an egg, you know, I get this desire, says, hey, I need some coffee now. I can get up from my living room, and I can walk over a few steps into another room called my kitchen, and I can fill up my coffee cup right there. And maybe I'm in there, and I say, you know what? I'm going to cook me up some eggs, and I, I make some eggs, and I got some eggs going, and, and I got them all finished up, and I put them on my plate. You know, my house, my I never understood why they didn't do this, but anyway, my house, the dining room is not in the kitchen, okay? For whatever reason, they, they built the house that way. So I have to leave the kitchen and go walk in a different direction and go to another room in the house to sit down at my table. So that I can eat. And when I'm all done with that, guess what? Now it's time to go to work. And I got to walk down the hallway into my office so I can sit down and work. Now all of those are different rooms in my house. You say, what does this have to do with anything? Well, it's really simple. God lives in eternity. Can we put it this way? His house is eternity. 
And God can be sitting right now in the present as one of the rooms of his house. And you come to him in the present and you say, God, I got this situation that I feel like is, is coming down the pike. And I need you to help me with that. And you know what God can do? He can say, all right, well, thanks for telling me. So he'll get up and he would leave the room of the present and he'll walk over here and he'll sit down in the room of the future and he'll begin to work on your life in the future. You with me today? How many of you ever have to deal with your past? Guess what you have to do? You've got to go to the Lord in the present. And you've got to say, Lord, i got a problem. that I, I, I know it's a long time ago, but God, it really bothers me a lot. And you know what God can do? He can get up from the room of the present, and he can come over to the room of the past, and he can be working on things that you used to do. You with me today? He can, he can fix things that you've messed up in the past. God can do that. Does anybody believe what I'm talking about this morning? God can work in any of these realms. Why? Because that's where he lives. God is eternal. And so there's nothing that's impossible with God. Can I get an amen? So let me ask you something. If you have a problem, where are you going to find the answer? Well, the Old Testament said you had to, if you, if you needed a provision, and I'm going to try to wrap up here in just a minute, so you better be thinking about what you want to play. But the Lord said, not the Lord, but, but the Old Testament talks about how the people would come and they, they would refer to the Lord as Jehovah Jireh. I need something from God today. So he, that's what he is to me today. He's my provider. And, and you know, I, I got this situation that I'm all unrest at an unrest with. And, and I need some peace in my life. So I, I'm going to go and talk to the Lord. And, and today he's going to be. He's going to be my, my peace, Jehovah Shalom. And there, there's all kinds of different terms that they use. El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty, and Elohim just simply means God. Yahweh, Lord Jehovah, and Jehovah Ra means the Lord is my, my, my shepherd. And, and Jehovah Rapha means that the Lord is the one that heals. And, and Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is, he's just simply there and and and. And you could continue on, Jehovah Sitkanu, the Lord is our righteousness. And, and, and that's how that the, the, the Old Testament Jews would refer to him, or, or even today um, in Judaism, that's how they would refer to him as Jehovah, because that's all they know him by. But one day there was a Savior who came. And he was born of a woman called Mary and, 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 and it was a miraculous birth because she was, she was a virgin and, and she had not known any man and, and God used her and, and birthed a, 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 a Christ child and, and he, was, he came into the earth and, and one day when he was of age, he stepped into the temple and he took the scroll of Isaiah and he read and he told the people, 
Your answer has now arrived. What's the difference? What's the difference? I'll tell you what the difference was. The Old Testament God that they had a perception of, he was either out of their reach in some areas. In other places in the Old Testament, he, 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 he seemed to be a distant God to many of those Jewish people. If, if that wasn't so, then why did they fall into the worship of false gods time after time? They couldn't see him. They didn't have a personal relationship with him. They, they, they were just going through the, the list of rules that they were given by, by, by the priests. And, and, and they were going through the motions of life. And so in their mind, he was a distant God that I can never get access to. Because only one man can go face to face with God once a year. And that's the high priest. And so to all the people, God's distant. I can't hardly access him. It's, I've got to go through somebody to get to God. You with me today? But Jesus said, hey, hey boys, I think it was John chapter 14, 15 area, and you can go look for yourself, but, but, but Jesus is telling the disciples, he said, hey, I don't want you to be sad because I'm about to leave you. Why would they be sad? Because in their minds, they're like, oh, man, we got to go back. I know this is God in the flesh. I know I've been walking with God every day. I want a personal relationship with this Savior. And, and, I, and I know he's about to leave us. And, and so we're going to have to go back to what we've always known, a distant God that we have to go back to the temple once a year or, or however often we, we decide and, and we go and we have to go through a man to get to God. Again, I don't want to do that. I've had direct access to my Savior right here. And so they're all upset. And, and Jesus said, hey, don't, 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 be, don't be upset because, yes, I've got to go to my Father which is in heaven. But he said, I've got to go away from you so that I can come back and not just be with you because I'm with you now. But I'm going to do something better for you. I've got to go so that I can come back and be in you. You're with me today. Ephesians chapter 4 said there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all. He is through all. And he is in you all. Jesus was able to then say, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will be with you until the end of the world if need be. But I will always be accessible to you, not just to the priest, but now you have access to me because I want a personal relationship with you, not just the preacher, but each and every one of us today, we have the answer to our life, Philip, and, and that answer to our life is simply this, his name is 
And he wants a relationship with you more than you want a relationship with him. You know how I know that? Because he went to a place called Calvary. And he hung up on an old rugged cross. He, he, he took up on himself the ridicule that people put upon you. He took upon himself the beating. People spit upon him. He bled for you so that you could have a relationship with him. He paid the price of sin. The answer to all of life's problems can be summed up in one name. And that's Jesus. I don't understand. Did you pray in Jesus' name? I don't know how to get that, Pastor. I don't know how to go that way, Pastor. I don't know what to do. I know you've been asking us to dig deeper in our life. Let me ask you something. Have you tried Jesus? Everything that I preach, everything that I teach, I talk about how that God wants us to change. God wants us to be, be different. God wants us to stand out. God doesn't want us to be the same as everybody else in the world. We've got to be a light. We've got to shine his light among all men, the Bible tells us. How can I do that? Well, first off, you've got to have the answer in your life first. And the answer is Jesus, the Holy Ghost. He said that he will provide for you. He said he would take care of you. He said he would wipe away all tears. He said, you with me today? God is able to provide for you. Time and time and time again. Go ahead and come to the music. Matthew chapter 28 verse 18 tells me this. Jesus came and he spake unto them and he said this. All power is given unto me in heaven and in the earth. You didn't get what I said this morning. He said, all power. Does that leave anything out? All power. In heaven and in the earth. Maybe to bring it down for us today, can I say it this way? All of the power in the universe and then all of the power that's here on the earth all belongs to Jesus. That's what he said. And that's why I'm here preaching to you this morning. Because the next verse is verse 28, chapter 28, verse 19. And he said, go ye therefore. Go because I have all power in the universe and in the world. And teach. And baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Why am I here preaching like I'm preaching this morning? It's simply this, because I know who has all the power. And I'm here to proclaim to you that if you need help in your life, you need to turn to the one who has all the power. Because he's the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus is the way. My God is everything. 
my God is all in all. Does anybody believe what I'm talking about this morning? There is only one God. And his name is? And his name is? And his name is? I think you're getting what I'm talking about this morning. His name is Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. You know, he told us before he left this earth, he told us, he said, I want you to go and I want you to teach baptism. I want you to teach repentance and remission of sin in my name. Let me tell you, if you need an answer in your life, first off, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need to get that. You say, well, what's this Holy Ghost? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's really simple. It's Jesus living on the inside. That's what it is. And if you're still looking for an answer after you get the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, he's just a prayer away. All you've got to do is find a place to talk to him. Because he is now your father. And he said that if you go to the father asking anything in my name and you're believing it, God will do it for you. That's what the Bible says. I'm not just trying to just trying to get you guys to accept just any old thing. I'm trying to help you understand. Jesus wanted us, he told us time and time again, I love you. I want to be with you. What's the answer to depression? It's really simple. Jesus is the answer. What's the answer to addiction? Jesus is the answer. What's the answer to family problems? Jesus is the answer. We have a hard time sometimes waking up in the morning. I need healing in my body. Guess what? Jesus is the answer. I know it's slower this morning, but I want you to understand, God loves each and every one of you sitting on this pew, these pews this morning. God has a plan and a purpose for your life, else you wouldn't be here this morning. You need to find a deep relationship with the one who is the answer in your life. If you need the Holy Ghost, he wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. If you need a renewing in the Holy Ghost, he wants to renew you in the Holy Ghost. It's really that simple. I need more of him every single day. Every day this, this world gets a lot crazier. Every day this world gets, I don't understand it, but I do know this much. He's still on the throne. And even though I don't understand, I know he does. That's the God that I serve. I'd like for us to find a place to pray this morning. And I'd like for us to ask the Lord, God, I don't understand some things in life, but I need your help. Why don't we, you can either kneel there where you're at, you can, these altars are open. I'd like for us to spend a little bit of time talking to the Lord this morning. Jesus, there's some things I don't understand in my life, but I know you have the answer and you can provide.
Can we talk to the Lord for just a few moments this morning? Lord, I love you today. My God, I thank you for your grace and mercy. Lord, I pray today that you would help us to walk in your spirit, to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Oh, that's it. Let's talk to the Lord for a few moments this morning. Can you lift your voice to the Lord? Jesus, I need an answer today. God, I've been looking. I've been asking. God, I'm asking you, Lord. You know these situations that I'm dealing with. Lord, I know that you can help us. I know that you are able today. I magnify you, Jesus, and I glorify your holy name today, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I worship you, Jesus, and I magnify your holy name. Nobody compares to your excellent greatness, Lord. I love you so much. Oh, that's it. Let's talk to the Lord today. Oh, I magnify you, Jesus. Oh, I glorify your holy name today. Holy are you in all of your ways, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, yes. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. 
Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Sing it again. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. One more time, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Oh, above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Oh, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Oh, above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Can we lift our hands in this place and just thank him, Lord, for being the answer time and time again. God, I thank you for your grace and mercy, Jesus. I magnify you and I glorify your holy name. Lord, you've been the answer time after time after time. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your merciful kindness. We love you today. We love you today. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. He is truly the answer. He is truly the answer. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for joining us in worship. And uh, this afternoon, we got several things going on. Uh, we, we removed Sunday school so that we would have enough time for everybody to be able to change clothes and eat lunch. Make sure you had sustenance so that you could come and help us and just have a good old time there. Um, at 2 o'clock is when we're going to start setting up the um, the booth there at, at on Broadway. Don't know exactly where it's going to be just yet. I uh, don't know if they have assigned locations or anything like that, but uh, Christmas on Broadway actually starts at 3 o'clock. So at 3 o'clock, we will um, be in, in full swing at the booth. We have a few games that we're going to have set out there for people to stop by and do. We have, we have uh, Jenga, but it's the bigger blocks. Um, we have um, Cornhole as well that we'll have set up there by the booth. And we also have uh, just this other game that involves a hula hoop and just kind of getting it through everybody and just just trying to 
get some interest. Um, we also have, I don't know how many candy canes. I don't, I don't remember how many we got, but uh, we have all of those already prepped, and they have church cards on them. <clears throat> so we're going to be handing those out. Uh, we'll probably hand some out there at the booth, but we're also going to hand some out at the parade as well. Um, if uh, you want to help out in any of those things, if you want to help, if you want to walk alongside the, the uh, uh, trailer, um, you're more than welcome to do that and hand out the candy. Um, if you want to help on the trailer, I know that we have Mary and Joseph. I don't know, but Brother Mendez, if he'll be able to help out with that, uh, we may have to pivot. Um, and so we may need another Mary and Joseph. Um, and if that's the case, we'll have to figure that out here in just a few minutes. But uh, we we need three wise men. We're going to have the wise men. We got uh, one or two, at least at least one shepherd I would like to have if uh, anybody wants to help out with that. Uh, those, those people would be on the trailer, riding the trailer. Uh, we're going to be taking that speaker, putting it in the back of my truck, and we'll just play uh, Christmas music. We're, uh, we're actually, when we go by the, the uh, judge's booth, they're going to be reading So they'll, they'll be reading this about our church. The Truth Church presents a jubilation that can change your entire outlook on, on life and bring tidings of peace, comfort, and joy. It began all the way back in a manger in a little town called Bethlehem. He is still offering the same peace, comfort, and joy, and will be will help your heart grow. Um, a few songs that I had in mind that we would be playing as we're driving down the through the parade. Uh, one would be Whitney's. Whitney Houston's um, Joy song, Joy to the World, so that's upbeat, right? Um, the other one was um, Mariah Carey's um, Jesus, What a Wonderful Child, um, because they're upbeat songs, and it's supposed to be a celebration, right? That's what the jubilation was, um, from what I from what I gathered, so um, that's, that's the plan. So if you got any other ideas on songs along that line? Um, let me know so we can put them like in a, in a playlist and we'll just play those as we're driving down the road. Um, I know we have a Grinch. Are you still going to do Cindy Lou? Yep. All right. So we got the Grinch and Cindy Lou. And uh, so, and I know Sister Christy said she was going to, she was going to dress up. Um, Ha, 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 ha. 